Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, before we get into the show, a super quick reminder. When you leave ratings and reviews for our show, it helps us so much. Even if you don't feel like writing out a review, if you just push those stars buttons, give us a strong review, it helps other people find us. And that is so good for us. Thank you so much for all of your support. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. Hi. Hi. What are you fiddling with over there? I had to turn on my do not disturb. I forgot. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like if somebody has a hack for this because I just have mine on all the time. I, I know, never but then I miss things all the time. I mean, you have a child. It's different. So they're like, no, actually but, th- they- well, this isn't even child related. Yesterday we recorded right before our session with our management coach who talks to you for, you know, talks to one of us first and then texts yeah. the other one. He texted me to say, can you hop on? And I completely missed it because I had on do not disturb. And then so he no. had to call me and be like, are you coming? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sorry. I forgot to turn off do not disturb. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like I have my phone right by me. I'm like, not that. I don't know. I have to turn off know. Do Not Disturb on my, I have to turn it on on my phone too. I don't know. Okay. I guess I, I could just then. turn it over. Or, yeah. But then I'd still hear the vibrate. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Okay. Yeah, it's fair. Fair, fair, fair. Anyway, fair. I'm really excited for this episode. It feels very Hollywood. <laughs> totally. Totally. We're finally going to discuss something that's been a point of fascination for some time. The concept of rolling calls. And also just the term rolling calls, rolling calls. which is like <laughs> which is tied absurd to <laughs> and ridiculous. Tied to something we've discussed before on the podcast, the general, mm. another the general. Hollywood term. So I think we first encountered the term the general from Mindy Kaling, mm-hmm. um, where basically she was writing about, in, I, I assume it was in- I, I think it was in her second book. Yeah, in the second book. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, she was basically writing about how she would be like set up on all of these like meetings with TV or movie people, but didn't really understand what the crux of the meeting was. And like, it was it a pitch meeting. Were they talking about ideas? Were they going to work together? Like what's happening? And then she learned about the concept of the general, i.e. like, no, you just probably should know each other and you're meeting about kind of nothing and maybe something will come of it eventually. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly useful because that is something that happens like far outside of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Well, the reason I'm pretty sure it was our second book was because I remember we had already had, we had been having generals for years and would but find But didn't know what they the, were called and certainly didn't know that they were like commonplace or just We were like, so happy to have a term to apply to them because I think it was honestly a relief. It was I feel a relief. Like. <laughs> well, and because especially when you start a business, you will, you want to meet everybody. You never know how somebody's going to be helpful. So we had been for the first couple of years of our business in the mode of having so many generals saying yes to any old meeting and just being like, who knows what will come of it. And it was so great to be like, oh, this is an actual thing. And sometimes it's a waste of time. But in addition to being a waste of time, it also has a name. Oftentimes (laughs) it's a waste of time. Often, But you never can tell when. You never know. You never can tell. This came up recently because I was listening to the Seth Rogen audiobook of his book, Yearbook, which we will talk about in another episode because I've just really, really loved it. But he had a general, he and Evan Goldberg had a general with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas happened to be there, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as, as happens. Mm -hmm. And he found out in this meeting with George Lucas that George Lucas believed that the world was going to end in 2012, like Mayan calendar, Mm -hmm, you know, world mm -hmm. ending vibes. It was insane. And like he lost any like taste he had for George Lucas kind of like vanished. Mm -hmm. And he definitely got nothing out of that like meeting in terms of like a George Lucas, like next steps or like, where are we Mm -hmm. going from here? But he got this story, man, and it's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) A truly fruitful general. Fruitful. So fruitful fruitful. general. So if a general leads to a chapter in your memoir, you know you've had a good general. I mean, both Mindy Kaling and Seth Rogen have gotten a lot out of it. Mindy Kaling also in a recent Instagram post, she Instagrammed a billboard of a new show she has coming out. And she the caption was like, I'll never forget my first general at Warner Brothers. And it was like, thank God that you introduced me to this term. Otherwise, I'd never know what this Instagram caption Right. And do people reading this know? Is this like just, again, I don't think this is a common... Well, this is what I think is so fascinating about the term general and the term rolling calls is that it's so regional or provincial, I would say. It's like, and it is so rare in this day and age, especially with where the internet has evolved to, that any term doesn't bleed outside of its geographic origin. Like think about how quickly we all start or many people start saying things like not me, X, Y, Z or TFW, all those things. I can't believe how quickly they spread. And yet rolling calls in the general, which to be fair, aren't really language so much as like concepts, yeah, (laughs) but you know, language for concepts. Yeah. Really, I think have just, they're just it within the confines of Los Angeles and the rolling calls I'm going to, we learned about like way after even we learned about the general from an agent we were working with on some stuff who introduced us to it and was like, well, you know, in Hollywood, you just get on the phone with your assistant and your assistant starts calling people that you need to get in touch with, but they call the other person's assistant, see if they can get in touch. And then if that doesn't work, they just keep going. You just keep rolling, rolling, rolling until you get through your whole call list, which was shocking because it also implied just phone bombing all of these people with well it and it's this like false sense of urgency too <laughs> that feels extremely hollywood you know like that mm-hmm. i have to talk to you right now and we can't just yeah. put something on the calendar well and 
in addition to the urgency of just sort of like, we'll do it when it's convenient for me. So like, I've got an hour in the car, call my assistant. It is that like, it's my emergency. So it's your emergency (laughs) energy. I've got the time now. So I understand how it becomes efficient in its own way where you're like, let's just knock out some things on the to-do list. Like you call these people, I'll just be wherever, in my office, in my car, on the treadmill. It all just feels extremely, it's just all extremely Ari Gold. It's so Ari Gold. Yes. Yeah, it's just extremely Ari Gold. And I just love the idea too of this running list of like, here's all the people I want to talk to. Just keep calling them. And then once we get through the entire list, you know, you can start over again at the top. Yeah. And the person who I keep, who uses this term all the time on social media is Jenna Atkin, founder of The Way. <laughs> Of course. Of also course. like Kardashian uh, entourage. Yeah. She's a hairstylist. An yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah. successful she's one. She's in the extended Kardashian family as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. for she As far as she's concerned too. When I was reflecting on the two times that I could really remember that she used it because it really stood out to me because I'm obsessed with this term. I think it was both in birthday tribute posts because Jen Atkin is also someone who's like prolific when it comes to birthday tribute posts. And one was to her husband being like, you know, X, Y, Z, you're such a good this and that, whether you're doing this or rolling calls or da, 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 da. And then again, the exact same thing with Kris Jenner, whose birthday was last week was like, you I know, believe that Kris Jenner is good at rolling Chris calls. Kris Jenner, I'm in awe of you when you wait from the minute you wake up at 5 a.m. to on your this and then on your that, and then you roll calls all before any of us have gotten out of bed, all rolling calls. And I'm like, what percentage of your Instagram audience knows what you mean when you say rolling calls? It feels like that idea of like hustle, like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like this, just like the idea of like, wow, like nothing is more like aspirational than like the hustle. Yeah. Um, And I just feel like as a culture, we're moving past (laughs) that. Like rolling calls feels dated already. I do. I'm worried it's dated. I'm worried we should drop it from birthday tribute posts. I don't think I don't think rolling calls is what people should be like aiming to do with their days. I agree with you. I also want to know if other industries have rolling calls, but just, I don't know, like have different terms for them. Or maybe they're just like, I don't know, are finance guys and gals rolling calls? I think that the form, the old terminology for this was get so-and-so on the horn, you know? (laughs) It's not as quick and quippy as rolling calls. It's not. (laughs) I also, you know, I, I... I want to say I did a little bit of research for this episode to try to come up with a clear definition of rolling calls. And I'm not going to read you the whole definition that I found on findcelebritijobs.com. <laughs> but I I do welcome anybody who wants to call in and clarify how what it rolling means to calls them. work. Yeah. Like what I do the think people have different understandings yes. of these things for sure. And like maybe it is there is some piece of it that we are missing. I also feel like the other person who could probably get to the bottom of this for us is Demois, who Mm. is really obsessed or not really obsessed, but like part of her beat is, uh, educating her followers about how to get celebrity assistant jobs or just like it's jobs the new in Hollywood. findcelebritijobs.com. It's the new <laughs> findcelebritijobs.com is so pissed that Demois decided that this was going to be her thing. Like stick to the gossip. You don't need to be a just job board. Just do the gossip. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, rolling calls, general, useful, and maybe dated terms that we can all start using now. I think we're not. Well, <laughs> I just feel like like Hollywood shouldn't get to own these things. Let's all start using these terms. Um, again, or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who else might have thoughts or answers mm, to this? Mm-hmm. Our guest. David Cho. I think he will definitely have thoughts. He spent some time in Hollywood. That's right. Um, so th- I assume he will have some thoughts. David is so many things. He's an entrepreneur. He's a creative director. 
he's and then a million things in between all, all the things on the spectrum in between entrepreneur and creative director. His most recent thing is he's the founder of Postcard, this new app that we are incredibly excited about. He is also the co-founder of The All, RIP, if you remember that. He was really involved in starting Grantland and 538. He works with Justin Timberlake as a creative director. He works with Allison Roman on all of her videos and newsletter stuff. He's just in, a he's got his hands on. on a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's a very interesting guy. We're excited to talk to him. Let's bring David on. All right. So David. Claire. We started this episode by discussing rolling calls. And as someone who has spent some time in Hollywood, just curious about, do you have a take on rolling calls? Uh... I don't know. I mean, I regret having ever said this statement, ever used the phrase, like hearing yeah. it back to me now. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you God. like won't even repeat I, it out loud. I You're like, no, I won't say like it. The worst. Can I, you tell like, us how you used it in a yeah, sentence? Yeah, use it in a sentence. Use it in a sentence. No, and in, like, in a sentence that you might have said. Yeah, I'd sense I have said before. Like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I've been rolling calls all day. <gasps> you oh! rolled calls. Oh, yeah, you and I did. Calls. And it's and annoying. When you, and when you say all day, what times are we talking? <laughs> and obviously we're talking PST, but like what yeah. times? <laughs> First of all, I, I'm an East Coast uh, call roller as well. So it's not <gasps> limited to Hollywood. But You I roll mean, calls here too? Well, to be fair, I mean, Claire, I was like fundraising for like weeks. So like when that was happening, like it was like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, lunch, 2, okay. 3, 4, like 7, 8. Well, like but it was David, a while. Keep us honest here. If you had to define rolling calls for someone, Thank you. Yeah. how would you define it? Well, describe the, what it means, what the term means. So, like when I hear you say it right now, I feel like it's very like entourage and Lloyd, like, you know, like Ari Gold. <laughs> and there's like, like an assistant you know, involved an assist- who's well, like, I mean, that's yeah. the one thing that no one tells you when you move to LA is like when you get involved in any sort of like Hollywood conversation, the assistant calls you first. Yes. And like, and then they you patch wait. you through. And then it's, yeah. like, it's like, wait, you just called me. <laughs> like, yeah. how is this possible? <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a whole like power dynamic on a group call of like whose assistant grabs last. And like, so like, because I've been on it with like talent and managers and usually like the power manager is the last one. But if the talent's on, then the manager's called next to last and then the talent's called last. This and it's is like, good. It's this power thing, thing is really great. Really, really, really That's great. Kind of I think this really, is what our conversation yeah. was missing. All right. Should we talk about postcard? Let's. Yeah. Let's, I mean, it's, yes. my tr- it's truly my first thingy. It is. Um, Can you? (laughs) Yeah. So basically we're formatting this like a guest thingies episode Mm -hmm. um, because David has a lot of thingies. David likes thingies as like, you're just a recommendation person in general and you like ride hard for the things that you like, right? I like to think that I'm a thoughtful person who like is like, if I'm recommending something, it is genuinely, it's been considered. I'm not trying to say like they're all right, but they've all like at least like been through the rigor of thinking where I'm not just like, oh, just do this because it's a thing. Right, or yeah, not yeah, a thing, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. just do this because it's like a flight of fancy. It's like, I have yeah. considered this. I've thought about you. I've thought about your needs. I've <laughs> created a bullet point list that is on a little window next to me of like six thingies that I think mm-hmm. will be good thingies for both Claire and, and, and you like on a human level, but yes. also hopefully the a thing or two audience who I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. But I'm I'm big fans of because I, I listen to the podcast. So I, you know, and I like- You are you know, a like, very I, loyal listener. I zone out when you talk about things that are truly could not be less relevant to me. Because like, like you what? know, obviously Tell, like what? I don't know. I feel like kind of like Periods. truly women's products. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah, not, yeah. not that I'm opposed to talking about like menstruation. It's just more like yeah. there's not as much. It's not as relevant to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this all comes back to postcard. Can you tell us about postcard? What is it? How do why did you start it? What makes it the coolest thing launching this fall? 
<laughs> launching this winter TBD. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you know, it came a lot from like, because I was touring a lot with Justin and some work that I was doing in private equity, like around the travel space. And, you know, it became clear that there was like, and I don't think this is a novel idea by any means. Like, um, I just think we're doing it better than hopefully other people. Um, and it's just the idea like, right now, as we all travel, we care a lot about what we do and where we go and how we're spending our time. And because of that, like everyone sort of has lists. Everyone has these like different lists of things they recommend for people. And it's like, it's weirdly part of like our zeitgeisty vocabulary, I think, where we're like, oh, can you send me a list for this place or that place or the other? You know, it's like- Send me your racks for this. Yeah. 100%. And it's like, that's just part of how, it's part of how we travel. And like, you see it all the time online where it's like, people post an Instagram story, or I'm assuming people on Facebook would be like, I don't know, but um, (laughs) would be like, hey, I'm going to this place. Like, what should I do? And yes. so because information is being organized that way, and because like when we were touring, like I'd be going to all these like random cities where I hadn't been, I'd like do a ton of research to be like, okay, well, we have two meals here. What are we going to do? Or, yeah. you know, like I remember there was one day I had like two extra days in like Stockholm and I was like just kind of at a loss for what to do. I was like asking much random people and then I came up with the list. And now whenever anyone goes to Stockholm, I'm like, oh, well, here's this thing. And so this is something I think about a lot where like digitally, we kind of like treat content and information in a way that if we treated like real life things like that, it would be insane. Like the way we open tabs, right? Like if you walked into someone's desk (laughs) Mm -hmm. or walked into someone's office and their desk was just like littered with stacks of paper, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, this is chaos. But for some reason on the internet, we're okay with it. So that's why we kind of started it because it was the idea of like, okay, we have all these, all this information around and like, Everyone organizes it in different ways. Like Everybody organizes it in different ways, but truly the only way anyone should organize it is via map. And that's what I like so much about Postcard. Like I went to Tokyo on my honeymoon and people would ask for my recommendations afterwards. And what I would do is forward them like 17 different emails. And finally, at some point, I compiled them all into one email to forward, but it was totally unwieldy. It was stressful for me and I'm sure for the people. And it was dumb. And it should all just be on a map because also when you are actually thinking about where do I want to eat or what do I want to do? The only like, you know, beyond your preferences, the really relevant thing is location. Like what neighborhood are you in? What is it near? How quickly can I, you know, can I do all of these things in one hour? Well, the information that you need is really dependent on where you are in the trip planning or like whatever process, right? Like if you're planning things, it's like, where is it is super important. When you're there, it's like, is it open? Is it near me? Like that kind of stuff is important. So essentially you made postcard, which is like a platform where like, people can create and share and like make these little travel lists of, of recommendations that like, you know, are then organized on your side by a person, like a profile or something like that, or, but on a city level. So like all the city pages have all the different lists people have made aggregated into one. And then within that, there's all this stuff like, so, you know, a city like Tokyo, a city like Mexico city, the, the thing that'll also happen is like, you know, you probably have like five or six people you trust to have been to that place and they send you a list. So I would go through like, you'd come and make a, yeah, I would make yeah. a, like a spreadsheet that has like, okay, the person in the, in the row section and then the places in the column section, like whatever, or I guess vice versa, like whatever has been recommended the most times are the things that I choose, I preference to do. Or like you take into consideration, like maybe I trust Claire a little more than I trust my friend Bill mm-hmm. or whoever it is, yeah. right? And like, so like I preference those a little more, but like we wanted to make all that information exist in one place, super organizable, but also like save people the, the trouble of like opening a bunch of tabs. So it's like, the idea of like, okay, well, we'll put all the information that you would pull from like, you know, like people generally only use Yelp for like open hours and a few pictures and to get a sense of like what's popular, but you're not actually reading the reviews and you're not actually consuming it in that way. Or like, you know, we're aggregating this information from Instagram or from a bunch of media partners. So it's like, 
you know, the product is the product itself, but it's also the different content partners that we have on board. So it's like, you know, we have partnerships with Kanye Nast, with New York Magazine and Vox and Eater and all those people, but then also things that like might not be as relevant, but like you kind of want to know what they're saying, whether it's like, like a goop or maybe goop is like a, a think, super you know what i think goop does really good travel guides and i really dislike that they're not on maps yeah and so that would well be great news. they will be now great perfect thank you so much to ember for sponsoring today's episode I'm pretty sure that's the first time I saw Ember in the wild was in our management coach's office. Mm. He had one of these like early, like maybe first generation Embers. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I was like, ooh, I feel like this thing must be really good because he's very discerning. (laughs) He is very picky. And he just has a lot of like just approaches to things. And I feel Mm -hmm. like not worrying about like your coffee or your tea, like being what you want it to be is one of those things. Just like take that off your plate. It's like uniform dressing, but for beverages. (laughs) I love it. Just don't think about it. Don't think about it. You shouldn't have to think about it. So true. (laughs) Ember is the world's first temperature control mug that keeps your coffee or tea hot until the very last sip. You set your preferred drinking temperature with the Ember app and your Ember mug will keep it there so you get a perfect delicious sip each time. Ember has a long lasting built-in battery so you can sip your coffee in any room of the house or on the go without it getting cold. When you're ready to recharge, place it on the charging poster. The Ember app will even notify you when your preferred drinking temperature is reached so you don't have to burn your mouth just to test it. Ember is unlike other products on the market that just keep your beverage hot and most of the time, honestly, too hot. Ember offers precision temperature control. Ember comes in 10 ounce, 14 ounce, and a travel mug. Ember is the must-have gift this holiday season for every coffee and tea drinker on your list. Head to ember.com slash a thing or two for 10% off for first-time purchasers. This is the best deal you will find on these products this season. Make sure to order early for holiday delivery. Again, that's ember.com slash a thing or two for 10% off first-time purchasers. Thank you so much to Redeeming Love for sponsoring today's episode. We love a romance book. We love a romance movie. And we love more than both of those, a romance book that's turned into a romance movie. Oh my gosh. I We really got to get it together and uh, read this book before the movie comes out yes. so we can do our casting. Um, yes. So we can really know how we feel about the casting here. If you are a fan of romantic movies like us, you are going to love Redeeming Love, which is in theaters January, 2022. So it's based on the international best-selling novel by Francine Rivers. The movie takes place during the California gold rush of 1850 and follows the life of Angel, who was the most notoriously sought after woman in the Sierra Nevada foothills town of Paradise. But I need you to understand that Paradise is spelled P-A-I-R hyphen A hyphen D-I-C-E. Like I understand. Pair of dice. Uh Right as Angel uh was about to give up on finding freedom, she meets Michael and encounters a love that's unlike anything she's ever experienced. But the shame of her past causes Angel to run away from the very thing she's always wanted. As Michael sets out to find her, Angel discovers there is no brokenness that love can't heal, which I mean, true, right? No brokenness, love can't heal. No brokenness. Redeeming love features Abigail Cowan, Nina Dobrev, Eric Dane, Vomka Johnson, who we love, and is rated PG-13 and premieres January 21st in theaters nationwide. So bring a friend or even your significant other to see Redeeming Love. For more information or to find tickets to a theater near you, visit redeeminglovemovie.com. That's redeeminglovemovie.com. 
I'm Topsy Bannon-Bosch, a mindset and emotional intelligence coaching consultant and a licensed mental health therapist. It's safe to say that I know a thing or two about how the brain works and how it impacts the decisions that we make in our businesses. And that's exactly why I created my new podcast, Crush the Mindset Spiral. Each Thursday, you'll hear my raw thoughts and unfiltered perspective about what it takes to run a successful business, plus the top mindset shifts that you'll need to get to your next level. Make sure to tune in for the premiere episode of Crush the Mindset Spiral. But so we'll have all that. We'll have, you know, a Claire and Erica. We'll have, we have a ton of different restaurant people and food people. So like, or we'll have like a, a funny one that I think is actually weirdly very relevant is like Demois. <laughs> like, mm, I like, totally. Yeah. So, like, she Brilliant. has like these lists of these different yes. places and cities that like famous mm-hmm. people go to. And it's kind of like, you're not going to use it as your guide for what you're going to do, but you kind of want to know what yeah. it is. So that well, if you are if going you're to, nearby, like, like, maybe you want to like pop yeah. through. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you too will see the stars of Outer Banks, you know, shopping at this <laughs> local Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't know what Outer Banks is. And I like only know about within the context of like Dumas. But um, so it's like that. But we have like tons of food people giving food recommendations, like, you know, chefs from like all the restaurants that you like or that you think are cool or whatever. We have stylists from Hollywood giving shopping mm. recommendations. I'm trying to think of who else we have. Like, we have some art people giving art recommendations, but well, it's and like a place anyone for can us. create their own list, right? 100%. And that's the whole point. So yeah. I can you know, make a list and share it with someone who's going to someplace I've been. And it's just, it's truly my dream product because, and Eric, I know you did this too. Before this, I would just take all of the recommendations from people and spend a really long time creating a map with all of these saved locations that didn't yeah, actually, Google Maps. Yeah, in Google in, Maps that didn't work well. And I would But I couldn't add the commentary and, to them yeah. in the way that I wanted to. Like I wanted to be able to add who recommended it to me or that like Bon Appetit wrote it up or like whatever. And it was just like not a good, it was not a good user experience. If you listen to a thing or two, my guess is you either want to consume travel recommendations or you want to give travel mm-hmm. travel recommendations. So for us, it was like, oh, these are the, these are our people. You, yes. you listener are our people. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to make it like available to you because like, as of right now, because it's still so early, like we haven't technically launched our like public beta yet. Um, it's a very like closed group just to make sure the product is right before it launches. We're still onboarding a ton of our partner content. But like, obviously, if a thing or two listeners want to participate, you go to postcard.inc.inc slash a thing or two. It should let any a thing or two listener bypass any of like the beta protocol shit. And That's you can just sign amazing. up and look at Claire and Erica's list by that time. Claire will have made several lists because right now she has them as drafts, which is very <laughs> annoying to me, but you know, whatever. By that, I'm going to make another list. Occur. I'm going to make a Portugal one. Okay, uh, Palm Springs and Portugal are the two lists that I feel like I get asked for the most and mm. that have like, that I, I'd also just like, selfishly, I want an easier way to share them. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Well, that's the whole point. It's like, it's yeah. like I was getting the request so much. Like, I mean, again, like I'm a nut. So like I would have like an Evernote folder of things mm-hmm. called travel that I would like uh-huh. copy and then, you know, paste yep. to people. But the other thing that I found it as I've been living with the product more is just like how mo- how good it is for local stuff. So like I'm not using mm-hmm. it when I'm traveling it. I'm like like I'll see this thing on Eater or Grub Street or whatever, and I'm like I'll be like oh shit I want to go to this place later on. So I just so like, like a to do list kind 100%. of 100. Yeah. percent Can we talk about some of your other thingies that you brought with you? Uh, listen, I've brought some thingies with me. Tell um, us you got. They range from like very specific things to kind of like broader concepts. Listen, mm-hmm. that's how we like them. Yeah. Bring us in. So my, first, in. my first one is an easy one. I told Claire about this when I saw her a couple weeks ago. It's these things. It's a snack you can get at any H Mart or Asian grocery store called turtle chips. 
And it's I've seen like, them, but I have not had them. So they came out with a new flavor. I think it was like in the spring or summer. I, I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, What's the brand? On that. Honestly, this is Google Turtle Chip okay. and Korean, and you'll find it. Actually, can okay. you do that right now? Yeah. <laughs> you typing? Korean. And so oh, there's a okay, okay. there's a oh yes I have seen flavor. these I'm really surprised I haven't tried the sweet corn. Okay, so sweet corn people like I'm not a big sweet corn person, but there's a chocolate churro flavor that is crazy good, and it tastes it. like it's like chocolatey, cinnamony, and it's like the texture of it is very airy and flaky, and just like it's a real treat. And like honestly, I, it's I can't recommend it enough. Like if these you like chocolate so things. Good. But they're so airy. The texture, I have mm-hmm. to say, it's like it's just it's like little like laces of fried dough almost oh. or cracker. And it's just like it's really, really good. And I I highly recommend it. The brand is Orion, but that doesn't feel super relevant to this product. You Google it, it'll come up. There's an incredibly charming turtle on the front who's like a cross between a teenage mutant ninja turtle and the Monopoly man. He's wearing he was a bow tie a hat, like. and hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Very cam. Little Mr. Peanut too, mm-hmm. maybe. In yeah, there. definitely yeah. a little Mr. Peanut. And it says, "Wow!" Exclamation point. Four layers. It looks so good. I truly don't know how or why I haven't tried these because I have seen these before. And sweet corn is just such an appealing flavor for me. I agree. I agree with it that. It tastes the right amount of artificial. It's mm-hmm. like you don't want yeah, something to taste important. like super artificial, but it like mm-hmm. has like a twinge of it where it's like. This isn't great for me. And yeah, like, this not is like a, a little way. bit trashy yeah. in a good way. Yeah. 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 But like yeah. in a great way. I yeah. um so that's that's my first thingy. I love um, that thingy. My second thingy is related to it. Rose Delights um mm. weed edibles. Yes. Could Which we've not just... recommend you've talked about them? In a various bit. forms we've... on this podcast. Yeah, 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 but yeah. we haven't we haven't had a personal testimonial just to their efficacy and the experience of them. I'm not like a weed expert like Verena or someone like that who like mm-hmm. is obviously they're a professional weed review like you know just a marijuana expert yeah yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that but I'm like I'm just a layman I like to dabble um but I these rose ones like truly like they feel cut above to me better than any other edible I've had like again like the edible is not a place where I want that trashiness that we're talking about with like I don't want the Doritos of edibles you know yeah. what I mean like mm-hmm. I want I want the, like, again, an LA reference, I guess, like, I want the kismet LA chicken of those chickens, like, versions of <laughs> yeah. edibles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, they should mm-hmm. be good. I want to know where the chicken's from. Like, I know mm-hmm. that there's two very nice women making it. Or, you know, it's like, yeah. that's the kind of vibe I want. And Rose, like, I think the packaging is almost too good. And you're it's, like, oh, these... It is so good. They're, the they're like, going to be, like, shitty so because good. they're but so good. it's almost too good. Yeah. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, are you, is this all fluff? Are you overcompensating? A hundred percent. Wait, Eric, have yeah. you had them? Oh yeah, they're delicious. Um, which like, flavors? Which which flavors do you like? Couldn't, couldn't care less. They all just taste like gummy to me. Yeah, and interesting. But it's like yeah. the high that I get is one where I'm like, I've used this example before, where it's like slowly walk into a bath, like a really warm mm. bath, and then you like close your eyes like for two seconds, and then you open your eyes and you're in the middle of like an ocean, like floating, yes. and the water's purple, and it's like, oh, this is nice. And it's just kind of like, you don't feel shitty. You don't feel, it's incredibly clean. And then you eat a bat. Like, I swear to God, I've done that and eaten like half a bag of turtle chips. Like, yeah. I just like, we'll just. <laughs> They're a nice pairing. Is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 honestly, yeah, yeah. those two, not intentional, but do go well. They do together. pair well. The THC ones are available in California, but the CBD ones are available from Gossip. I haven't tried the place. CBD ones. They're How lovely. They? They're really lovely. They're like a good go to bed um, mm-hmm. gummy. Nice. Like a good, like, 
you amped yourself up a little too much. You're a little bit anxious for kind of no good fucking reason. And you need to like, figure out what hat Pam should wear. You're mm-hmm. a little too anxious. And yeah. you're like, I need an edible. I have yeah. to say, Erica, your question about flavor, Rose Delights do taste notably good, but I am always shocked by any time an edible company is bragging to me about their flavors because I'm just mm. like, it's momentary. It's not the it. point. <laughs> like cannabis. And like, I'm not yeah. going to eat a ton of these at once. Like, which You're is, having the one. Yeah, I'm just having <laughs> the one. I'd like for it to not taste gross, but as long as it doesn't, like I, I'm just, I'm going to eat other stuff for the flavor, not this. And I understand why they're using flavor as a marketing point. And I, I get it. And when you go to a dispensary, they're like, oh, this and that. And and Rose goes really hard because they use real ingredients and high and do a lot of well, collaborations it's like kiwi melon and like yeah yeah, yeah. and they yeah, also yeah. are very pretty it's like they're they have like this beautiful. like sprinkling of like powdered sugar mm-hmm. or confectioner yeah. sugar because well, they look like them. real turkish delights that's like what they're based yeah. on yeah and yeah. yes in general it is nice that these taste better and have a better texture than most well, because gummies. also you've had edibles that taste oh for sure awful like yes. just awful like you you can't like really get past the flavor yeah no that's want to know true. what the experience is that is true yeah yeah. The other thing that's good about them, I will say, is the fact that like, I don't know, there's there's something about it that feels very like considered. Everything yes. feels like someone thought of it and they put it in there and that's why it's like that. Yes. And I, you feel that in the high that it gives you and the white taste and all that stuff. So, hey, good job, guys. Good job, it's people who make rose edibles. Great product, great brand, great design. Okay. This is my fourth thingy, mm-hmm. which is the premise of therapy. Love yes. it. Something I Love could it. not recommend more. <laughs> what do you and like I about say, it? <laughs> well, so I've only been doing therapy since this past spring. And it wasn't a product of anything where it was like, it wasn't like, oh my, it wasn't like a crisis-y situation. It was yeah. kind of like, it seemed like the situation, the time was right. I was getting a lot of secondhand therapy from my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, like friends like run off, of like- Runoff therapy. Yeah, like, they're like, like you have friends who are similar to you or friend, things friends have learned from therapy that they share with you. And I, this woman- that I go to like five of my friends were going to, and they all spoke so highly of her. And I was just like, fuck it. Now might be the time. And we started doing it. And it's just, it's really great. And it's kind of like the way it's given me such a better vocabulary to communicate with people, Mm. which I don't think I necessarily had a problem doing, but it's like the way you can empathize with people, the way you can then share the things you think about situations, the way, like it just even changes the way you, observe like situations that don't involve you i think it's just been so valuable i couldn't endorse it enough it's just like a smart person to talk to who like sometimes your friends are a little too on your side yeah you know it's yeah. like and you don't trust them it's like good friends will be like very on your side and sometimes you need that but like i mean for me it's like i love a good intelligent objective third opinion that feels unbiased and just feels truly like trusting you know I love that framing of of therapy as giving you vocabulary to for both yourself and for other situations because it's so true. But I think it's something that we overlook a lot is just like, you know, a lot of people may look to therapy to help them feel better or just process things or, you know, if you're struggling with something, someone to talk to. But the vocabulary is such an important part of it because communication is everything. And also just being able to identify certain ways you're feeling is so important. It's such an important part of the process. I have a question about ther- about therapy and specifically your therapist. Did she, yes. You were talking about the Janice. way that sometimes your friends, Janice, okay. Janice, you were talking about how sometimes your friends are too much on your team. Does she push back with you? Does she like, what's the relationship or the rapport like? It's a great question. She's actually helped me talk to my friends better. She'll always like present observations as like, 
questions or theories, right? She's like, I'm not saying this is what's happening, but like, do you think that it could be this? And mm-hmm. then we'll have like a good back and forth about because sometimes I'm like, no, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's actually more like this. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, what about this? And like, that's how we refine the thing. So she dropped a theory on me like that. That was just like, I was just like, oh shit. They're like, all of these things actually are connected by this, like kind of like, like, I mean, like everything is a product of trauma. Like, and I don't like the word trauma because it feels very like overwrought, but it's mm-hmm. like, we are a product of things that happened in our lives and certain things like affect us more than others. And so there's this one thing that like, from like when I was younger that she like mentioned that she was like, well, do you think this is connected to that? And it's like, you know, these things are all together. And so it was like clear, like she, like you could tell she had been waiting for the wedge to appear or like the little crack of like air to appear for her to like kind of fill that vacuum with some information. And she did. And like, it, it felt very welcome to me because I was like, well, how did you know that now is the time? Cause she was like, you had been circling all these things finally. And so once that was there, it felt like I could give you a place to put those feelings. And mm-hmm. I think that idea is one, even as you talk to your friends, I think it's like, no one wants to be told you're like this. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do. You keep you know, doing like, that thing over and yeah. over again. Yeah. But like, if you say like, oh, well, have you thought that maybe you're doing this because of this as like a question? then it's like, it's like the other person can then like engage with you. And like, it's not you putting something on someone, but you're asking someone like, what do you think about this? And it's, it's a weird, like very semantic difference. I think goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just like, if someone is also, it's like, if someone's in a situation where they're like super pressed or super like stressed, or there's like a lot of like emotions in play, it's like the last thing they want to be told is, well, you're doing this. You know what I mean? It feels very like that. It's no one wants to be like reduced like that, but if you're like, well, is this what's happening or is that what's happening? Then it's like, then it's like, well, kind Could of it like be this, related to that thing that yeah, we've talked about before. Yeah. The question mark at the end of it just does so much to make it less, I don't know, like it, it feels less, uh, yeah, or like yeah, offen- yeah. offensive, not like you're offending someone, but offensive, like it's an offense. Offense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels more like we're in this together. Like, yeah. how can I help you solve this thing instead of like, stop doing this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And And so that's what I think she does a really good job of just like, and like her, her theories aren't always right because like, she's only known me for nine months, but it's like, it's one of those things like the theory, the, the theories that she presents are never unwelcome, you know? Right. And like, they usually lead to the right answer. Cause she's like, well, what about this? And I'm like, well, I don't think that's it. We meet in the middle of where the actuality is where it's like, I even like, I think, I mean, everyone thinks, this, but like, I think I'm self-aware and like, I think I'm objective about myself, but it's like, we'll meet in the middle of those things. And like, that's like kind of like the post game recap. I'm like, well, do you think I was being honest with you? Did that feel honest? Like that feel like whatever. And sometimes I'm like, am I being an asshole? Am I being whatever? And then that's like a whole other therapy session. Like, why do you always think you're an asshole? <laughs> the, <laughs> the way she has taught me to even interact with people. And it was just like, it's, it's such a huge boon. And like, I mean, I, I was asked, I was talking to Claire about this before, about like how like, Claire is a friend of hers who she introduced me to, who I was just like really thingy recommending therapy to so much <laughs> that he, he also, I mean, it's like, it's hard to say when someone tells you, if you do this thing, this person will give you a better sense of self, will give you a better sense of like of how, how to interact with other people, of how to like interact with people close to you in your life, but also strangers. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Like, obviously yeah, yeah. there's cost, it's cost prohibitive for some mm-hmm. people, which makes sense. And of I course. get that part of it. But it's like, if it's not that, if you have the, if you have the resources or you have the ability to do that, like, why wouldn't you? That's a great framing of it. Thank you so much to Printfresh for sponsoring today's episode. Sleepwear just makes such good holiday gifts. And I'm so excited to be working with Printfresh right around the holidays because I truly feel that 
these products are just right for so many people on your list. First of all, as the name would suggest, they just are really focused on prints and have the most incredible array of them. And so many of them are really good, but also I feel like can turn into really thoughtful gifts. So like they have houseplants print. So mm. you can, if you have someone Obviously on your you list, get the plant loves, with that. exactly. You pair it with a plant. There's an orange grove one, which is so pretty, which honestly just really look, reminded me of the cover of Commonwealth by Ann Patchett. Like pair it with the book, cute, a robe and a book. Like so cute. There's endless amounts of prints and color stories on here. You're going to find stuff for everybody on your list. Also, if you are one of those people who does a pajama moment on Christmas morning, it's very cute. Print Fresh is a woman-owned and operated luxury sleepwear brand with inclusivity and sustainability in mind. Each piece is designed in-house at their studio in Philadelphia and ethically produced by their partners in India. Influence for their patterns comes from many of Amy's passions, including plants and animals, many of which are featured on their detailed prints. Their sleepwear is full of colorful, whimsical patterns that are beautifully screen printed by hand onto 100% organic cotton. Their sizes range from extra small petite to 6X, and their line includes women's, men's, and all gender silhouettes. Plus, with brand new holiday patterns, limited time holiday bundles, and free and fast shipping, Printfresh makes it easy to give an extremely cozy gift this season. And if you're shopping last minute or having trouble picking out the perfect sleep set, Printfresh gift cards can take the stress and guesswork out of gifting. Head to printfresh.com and use the code a thing or two for 15% off your first order. That's printfresh.com and use the code a thing or two for 15% off your first order. Thank you so much to Anna Luisa for sponsoring today's episode. Claire, I've been like complaining to you for a while that I just feel like I need new jewelry. Like you have. I just, I just really hadn't purchased any jewelry over the last two years, which wonder why, and have like wanted like some statementy things for sure, but then mm-hmm. also want just like some like more like sort of classic, simple things like yep. little hoops. I love my Anna Luisa hoops. I wear them every single day. They're yes. the, hoops, the little huggy hoops that yeah, they yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. A huggy are they hoop, the, so perfect. They're so, they are my everyday earring. Yes. The jewelry starts at $39, which yes. is like a nice starting point for sure. For sure. Anna Luisa is a jewelry company that was founded to bring clarity to the jewelry industry, and they're currently running their biggest sale of the year. Head to shop.analuisa.com slash a thing or two. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com slash a thing or two to get 60% off on the second item at shop.analuisa.com slash a thing or two. Their designs start with recycled materials whenever possible, and they work in small batches to ensure the highest production standards and eliminate excessive waste and prioritize transparent business practices. They're carbon neutral, which means they offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials all the way to the disposal of pieces. They do all of this without sacrificing quality and durability, and they offer a 365-day warranty on all their pieces. Their jewelry starts at $39, which is a price you don't usually see for a jewelry of this quality that's also been produced in a way you can feel good about. They release new collections every Friday. So if you've checked it out in the past, now's a good time to take another look. Anna Luisa is currently running their biggest sale of the year. Head to shop.analuisa.com slash a thing or two. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com slash a thing or two to get 60% off on the second item at shop.analuisa.com slash a thing or two. Well, what's interesting about the person that you turned on to therapy through your evangelizing is that he is a really stereotypically alpha male who you would not think would be open to therapy because 
of all the, because of all the reasons, right? Like what masculinity looks there like. There is this like very like classic het cis guy thing. Right. That yes. He yes. Embodies yes. That it's but, like what, not a part yeah, of. Yeah. but the pitch that you just made was really like an optimization pitch. It wasn't like about getting in touch with your feelings. It's about like, why wouldn't you do this thing that will make you more effective and better? Presumably that's sort of what sold him on it where he was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And then his wife is like, wait, what I've been trying for so many years and you who just met this guy. Well, but I also wonder, like, do you think it helped David that you were one, a newer person in Mm. his life and two, a dude? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the guy thing, it's also like, I am of that kind of like, I'm like a more modern version of Hetsis alpha guy in the mm-hmm. sense that like yeah, 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 you know yeah. it's like I could talk to him in a way that probably like it, it just sounds different coming from your wife and someone who's known you who loves you and knows you for that long it just sounds yes. different if it's just someone being like well and then like your partner it's a little bit like I need you to go to therapy <laughs> like, you know what I mean right. like it's a little bit different she should have like, framed it framing. as a question <laughs> <laughs> that's right all right what else you got okay so the next one is an egg it's a brand of eggs that I think is really great. But, you know, I, I got into these eggs like a few years ago because um, I was at a ramen place in New York. And I was like, where? Like the, the egg was so delicious and the yolk was so orange. I was like, where can I get this? And they brought up the package and showed me. It's called this, it's a company called Golden Fertile Eggs, which is like a Golden cor- Fertile? The name yeah, is terrible. Cor- but I, I mean, deeply but like, identify with your need to be like, I want every egg to be as good as that egg that they serve you at a bring restaurant. Bring me the packaging, so show it to me. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it. I mean, it's the name. It's like the name is actually in the same way like Rose Edibles are too well-designed. The name is so bad and so <laughs> Japanese translated English, which is uh-huh. what it is because it's a Japanese form. It's like, uh. it's actually exactly what you want it to be because it's like, if it was too like, I don't know, Good like too name brandy. for an egg, yeah, 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 like yeah, with yeah. no vowels or something like that. Well, and like, we are, I don't trust it. We are living in an age of like really like branded heavily egg. branded eggs. Yeah, there are some yeah. D 2 C eggs. There yeah. are some venture backed <laughs> eggs. I'm not going to say their names. I think they're all venture backed eggs. Yes. There are yeah. there, there's a venture no, I know. Egg company. I know. We, we're <laughs> familiar. I think I'm worried. I don't want to say because they might be a sponsor or a future sponsor, which they also mm-hmm. should buy into a thing or two. And if they can, if they can pass through the gauntlet that is your advertiser, sort of like we need to like it before we endorse it, then, mm-hmm. you know, it would be a, it would be a huge boon for them. So the eggs are available at many Japanese stores. And okay. if you get them in a place, so like if, like I bought them at Mitsuo one time in New mm-hmm. Jersey and they were like $8, which is amazing. And like, it's still expensive for eggs, but it's like a very good deal for what you're getting. But I just want to pause and say that I, I went grocery shopping with a friend one time and I got the $8 eggs and she was like, Claire, you're so ridiculous. And I was like, I just actually think it's sort of weird that eggs are as cheap as they are. Like, I feel like we should question that. Food is too cheap. Especially like animal protein. Yes. Animal protein. If eggs were always $8, no one would ever question it because it's eggs. And I, this gets into a very complicated- It's less than a dollar an egg. It's a very complicated conversation around like food and accessibility and affordability and all of that. But I was just like, I'm actually totally fine paying more for eggs than Well, great news because if you want to buy them in the East Village, they're $13 now which is crazy because they <laughs> raised their prices just to, over a dollar an egg yeah just yeah. over <laughs> but honestly it's like if you're eating like these eggs are eggs that you eat to eat eggs if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's yes. like they're not they're right. not uh they're you're not, not baking with egg. them yeah, yeah they're like yeah, literally yeah. an egg if you want an egg that tastes like an mm-hmm. egg 
get this egg and you'll get it. You did a great job frying the one in this picture. I'm really bad at yeah, frying eggs wonderful. and I'm impressed. You with- are? Oh, I find it so hard. Why? It's a patience thing. It really is. And all it is is a patience thing for whether you want a crispy lacy edge mm-hmm. or whether you want just like a medium like cooked white. You just have to wait. Like it doesn't happen fast. Well, because I'm always worried, but I, it's not that I'm impatient. It's that I'm worried that then the yolk is going to get too cooked. And sometimes it does. And so it's really hard for the yolk to get too cooked though. Cause it's like, it's at the top, you know, it's like everything on the bottom. Sometimes it gets cooked on that. It's a little hill. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I've always got like the runniness. Yeah. A weird, uh, a weird, really good egg tip that I learned recently. Also, I think from like Kenji Lopezal or something like that is it's like, I've always been waiting for like water to boil, to boil Mm -hmm. egg. Yeah, And it's like, it's so stupid. It's like put a thin layer of water on the bottom of, of like a pot or something like that. And just let the steam cook the eggs. And if you Google like steamed eggs, mm-hmm. there's like a gajillion like little charts that show you if you want like a really jammy runny, like, or not even jammy, like a really runny egg, it's do yeah. it for six and a half minutes. If you want like a jammy yolk, do it for like seven and a half minutes. It's so fast. Like boiling water takes so long. It's like the really easiest does. way to cook a hard boiled egg that is the thing that I also like eating a lot. So smart so, that's, extra, good. that's a good tip. a bonus thingy mm-hmm. wow i love that I have, I have two more thingies please Keep going one is an la local thing which is like it's something that i think a lot of people don't know about so i want to put them onto it because mm-hmm. i want to help a small business but also i think it's just really great for people who live in los angeles it's a korean restaurant called god white people i'm sorry i'm gonna have to do this to you it's called Sonajang, okay. <laughs> and it's spelled s-u-n space h-a space j-a-n-g mm-hmm. and it's a korean restaurant where it's so like the way korean food a lot of times works is restaurants are like specialty places there's not like mm. it's not like a, a more western restaurant or like even like a lot of chinese restaurants where it's like oh here is a broad menu of things that we can do it's actually we do four things and those four Super things are focused. all focused around the same thing. And so mm-hmm. this is one of them. I love that. And it's essentially, uh, it's like Korean barbecue, but it's all duck. And <gasps> so like, I'm not a big Oh, wow. I'm in. I am. So I, I really I am. Bro, Super am. You don't even know. So here's what they do. There's like a big cast iron like grill thing that sits at an angle. And they're like these old Korean, or not old Korean women, but like these older Korean women that work there. And so the angled hot pan you put thinly sliced frozen duck breast on it frozen that, yeah they're the duck breast is frozen it's frozen because it's so they can cut it really thinly yeah yeah, and yeah so yeah, once yeah. it's on there the fat starts to just pull up in the angled part of the duck and the duck confis in its own <gasps> fat wow. and you eat it on top of this like salad that has like this like really nice like soy saucy gingery like sort of um garlicky dressing and then you put like 20 cloves of garlic in the cone feed fat too and they all cook in there and you all eat it together it's amazing it's why are we recording from there it's why fucking do amazing it like wait so yeah. then i'm like salivating right now I also have it's the same um, and i've never had it so, so like so then <laughs> they bring out a thing of rice and like perilla seeds which are essentially like mm-hmm. sesame seed yep. cousins and they make this like crazy fried rice in the duck fat with all like the little like crispy pit so it's got a little hibachi element to it too bro it is so good and it's like and so they make that fried rice and then you like because there's so much fat you like make it into a thin layer all over the pan and it gets like super crunchy and crispy and like all that like confit like garlic is still left in there and they put in all these like other things like these (sighs) chives that they have and all these like pickled things it's it's really like the restaurant has literally no vibe it has like bright fluorescent lighting and whatever but it's so good and like i really can't recommend it enough there's also like a lot of like 
fat propaganda on the wall. They're like, duck fat is good for you. It's like a good collagen. It's like we get our ducks from a healthy place. <laughs> good it's for like, your skin. Doctor, yeah, 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 yeah. Doctors yeah, yeah. are like, this, this duck fat will help your skin. It's like, you feel, I mean, you feel like you ate a shitload of duck fat when it's done, but it's so good. And I just, I, I couldn't recommend it more. And wow. it's just a real treat. The people who run it are so nice and so kind. And like, they're the types of people, it's like, usually like the same four or five women who are working there. And like, they're the types of people like when you go there and you haven't been there for a long time. Cause like I used to live in LA, I don't live there anymore, but like, I'll go back to this place like once a year or something like that. Right. And they're like, Oh my God, it's been so long. How have you been? And it's just like so sweet and so charming. Can you close us out with some insider intel from someone who is really close to Allison Roman's recipes and tell us which ones we should be paying attention to? My, yeah, that would be my last thing is like, so Roman, I work with Allison on um, a few different things. I helped her make her YouTube and all that stuff. I would watch the Thanksgiving episodes. I think her stuffing is fucking amazing. It's like very leak forward, mm. very like Ooh, leak it's, forward. It's yes. also, it's, she does a good job of like really, I mean, this is what Roman does really well, where it's like, she figures out what the things you like about a thing are and then doubles down on those parts of it, right? Mm, so it's like, mm -hmm. okay, you want like, you want that like crunchy bit of the bread or you want, you know, this like kind of allium-y thing here or like whatever. And like, and then, and then she does it in a way that's like really approachable. So I think the stuffing for Thanksgiving is a must. She also has this pie crust that she uses for a galette that like I've seen her make this pie crust so many times. I'm not a baker. I'm not someone who would like ever try to like bake a pie. But honestly, this galette I might do because the dough is like incredibly straightforward to make. It's really yummy. I'm like, I'm so hungry. I keep like Same. just like salivating. Same. Like she finishes the crust with like this like raw sugar on top of it. So uh -huh, it gets uh -huh, not only uh -huh. like flaky and, and crusty, but there's like a hard sugar outside to it, which like obviously is amazing. And um, so I would say those things for Thanksgiving are really good. I mean, she did mashed potatoes this year, which were also very delicious. I, I was I was eating the leftovers like a week ago. There's a spring chicken recipe that she does where essentially she roasts like a chicken on leeks at a really high temperature. And so the chicken is like amazing, but then all the chicken fat goes into the leeks and the like the leeks both get crunchy and like whatever. And then it's so good. And like you make like the sayoli with like the fat and whatever that you dip potatoes in and it's Whoa. bomb. That's the last of my list of God, thingies, this was a good list. I'm so was it? Tremendous it was really yeah. good. It was really okay. good. You nailed that. I will say that to bring it back to the top. It's like, that is why I had to make postcard was because like, I think me and people I'm close with are like good recommenders. Mm -hmm. And yes. so I just kind of wanted to make those recommendations accessible to everyone. You shouldn't be not having where you or, or, or Claire say to go eat lunch or go shop or whatever, because you're not friends with you guys. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. that information totally. should be available. Yeah. And like, that shouldn't be the barrier to entry. Yeah, it's like it, it'll help the places that are good become better. It'll like it's like I just want recommendations and, and people to like be living their best lives. You know, you want good stuff to bubble up to the surface. Remind yeah. us where a thing or two listeners can get in early because we love oh, to be early doctors. Postcard.inc slash a thing or two, the name of the podcast. This is the first thing I've done in a really long time where I feel just like it's something I'm really happy about and excited about. And I frankly think it needs to exist and the people working on it are all very sweet. So yes, please. Of course. And also if, if it's bad, it's because we ha like, we're still in a beta phase right now. So if anything's no, but like, it's you do not like, need to hedge this, no, but it's like, but it's still being built. So it's like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of, of stuff. It's like, it's not public ready, but it's a thing or two listener ready, yeah. which is going to mean there's a lot of stuff that like is going to come out when it properly launches at the top of the year. 
but that, yes. you know, a thing or two listeners, please be kind, but send us feedback. You know, there will be a yeah. link on the site to do that. And, you know, just again, be kind. I'm very fragile. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. 